0: The following is a Breaks Media podcast.
1: You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy.
2: Never been afraid to say what's on my mind at any given time of day, cause I'm a renegade. Never been afraid to talk about anything, 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 anything. Renegade. Never been afraid to say what's on my. Time of day
3: because I'm a renegade. Never been afraid to holler about anything. 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 Welcome to episode 74 of the Awakened Soul. This one's entitled Renegade because I am the podcast renegade, the rebel himself, the one who's never afraid to hold his tongue or hold back my hot takes. That's what you guys come back for each and every week. This is the Awakened Soul presented by the Breaks Media. We have a little different show planned for you guys this week. Dan on drugs is actually in the building in a little bit of a different way than what you guys expect, but uh, he's kicking it to you, giving it to you straight, no chaser on voting. So we're going to definitely hear his opinions on that. Matter of fact, you know, enough purpose. And I think I said what I needed to say in this first couple of seconds between the song and what I just said. You guys get the point. I think you get the vibe of what this week's episode is going to be. So we're going to cut into our wonderful, our lovely intro music. And after that, the first voice you will actually hear after that is Dan on Drugs from Black Law and Legal Lies. I will see you guys after that. Peace. <laughs>
1: the Awakened Soul podcast, one of the dopest podcasts that you will have the pleasure of listening to this week. My name is Dan, aka Dan on Drugs, but that's not really even important. So let's just get right into the shit. I'm gonna ask a series of questions and I want you to answer them to yourself. Have you ever stood in line to buy concert tickets or event tickets? Have you ever bought event tickets online and then stood in line at a venue to get in? Have you ever stood in line at any point, stood in line outside of an Apple store lined up for a new iPhone or outside of a shoe store to get some new Nikes or Jordans or Jays as the kids call them? Have you ever on Thanksgiving night when you're supposed to be with your family and loved ones uh, sat outside of a store in hopes that when that store opens, you're going to get in and get a cheap ass toaster or some shit on Black Friday. For all of my people in disaster prone areas, have you ever stood in one of those lines to get a FEMA check? Y'all know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about to all my people in Louisiana, Texas, uh, Florida. Y'all know I'm talking about standing in line for them FEMA checks. More importantly, do you have a problem with our current commander in chief or his administration? Now, I want to address um all my not my president, niggas. Y'all know exactly who the fuck y'all are. Unkempt dreads, off white teeth, clothes smelling like four different kinds of incense, soybean eating ass, natural lemon smelling head ass, inception ass, sleep woke ass niggas. Oh, hold up. nah, that's a hotel. My bad. Hold up. Not my president. Just because you say it does not make it true. This is not Wonderland. This is. America. So if you were able to answer yes to any of the questions I asked, voting is is not going to be a difficult process. It should it should be easy and you got time because if you can stand outside of a store waiting for some damn shoes or a piece of technology, or a FEMA check, you got time to vote. So I don't even want to hear that shit. Um, honestly, I know lots of people who intentionally don't vote. And that's cool. That's all right. I don't, uh, I'm not mad at them, and I don't hold, hold them in low regard, because voting is a right you can it's a right you can exercise. It is not a requirement. It's not like jury duty, even though those summons is do go in the trash from time to time. But it, you can exercise your right to vote or not. So uh, to be all the way real, it's OK as long it's it's OK not to vote as long as you know what is at stake. See, a lot of people in our communities Minority communities specifically don't follow politics. Some of us are too busy trying to make ends meet. You know, working, working long hours, working two jobs, multiple jobs. You uh, getting off your second job, you rushing to the daycare center trying to pick up your kids because you know after six p.m. it's like five dollars for the first ten minutes you late, then a, a dollar a minute afterwards. So I get it. You get home. You put dinner on the table, feed the kids, give them a bath, maybe help them with their homework, put them to bed, then you might even get an opportunity to, to eat an opportunity to eat if you're lucky. Then take your shower, lay across the bed, and fall asleep. Then the next thing you know, the next day has started, and it's going to be the same as the last 364 days. You're going to work, going to your second job, picking your kids up, and so forth. So, yeah, you might not have the time to keep up with the back and forth in the political arenas. You might not have the time to keep up with the campaign ads. You might not have the time to research every single policy, every single proposal, every single stance that every single candidate's taken. And that's okay too. I get it. Come election day, though, you have no idea who the fuck to vote for. Shit, you probably don't even know who the hell is running, so you don't bother voting. And I'm talking about midterm elections here uh, specifically, but uh, I mean, same can be said for all elections. So you figure that the rest of the country probably knows what's going on in politics. They're probably keeping up. They know who's who and what's what. So they'll take care of it. They don't need me. They got this. But at the end of the day, this is America. So to continue with the dramatized situation here, a month later, you get a notice in the mail saying that your food stamps are going to be decreased by half because of new income requirements. Uh, Your child care voucher that you were using to put your kid in that daycare is cut. It's gone. Disappeared. Bye. Now you got to keep calling off for work to watch your kids and face it. Parents don't want to watch their fucking kids. That's exactly why there's a whole industry of people paid to watch kids. But since you have to keep calling off for work, you eventually get fired. I mean, you can't afford daycare, but you really technically can't afford to miss working either. So so you get fired, but at least maybe you'll get some of your food stamps reinstated at this point. Wrong, because you go down to the food stamp office to update your file And they tell you, oh, it doesn't matter. What you mean, it don't matter. It doesn't matter because you have received food stamps for the last five out of six months. Your next payment is actually going to be your last payment. And then again, you ask why? Because of the new welfare reform initiative. It's an initiative that was drafted by your Local elected official, you know, whatever the fuck that dude's name was. These things are not part of like a secret agenda or whatever. They're widely known by people who paid attention. So you missed the memo because with what little teeny bit of free time you do have, you browsing social media, uh, your timelines full of Nikki versus Cardi beef, uh, loving hip hop clips, conversations about power and empire, whatever, whatever. Yeah, um, a political retweet might have slipped through the cracks here and there, but you just hit the little heart button and retweet. Don't really read it. Don't pay attention because this shit's not entertaining. So essentially, by not voting, you have effectively voted against your best interest. And let me say that again for the people in the back. By not voting, you are voting against your best interest period. But that's all good because people do it all the time. It's okay. (laughs) Just ask Trump supporters. All right. Now, for the sake of transparency, I was the exact same way at one point, especially in my 20s. When I moved to the south, the deep south from D.C., I did not register to vote. I moved to a red state. So my logic was that, um, My one blue vote is not going to change anything down here. It's a red state. And again, I I live in the deep south. They're like 40 years behind the rest of civilized America. Um, I, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, and Louisiana is just a notoriously red state. So there's actually that logic is not flawed that my one blue vote will not change the outcome of a local a state local election it just won't not many if any i don't I can't recall any elections that the determining factor was one vote, but uh, I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, I wonder how many people out here feel like I do think that their one vote won't change anything in a red state or even a blue state for that matter. What if there's three hundred thousand of us, three hundred thousand votes. Uh, for a state election might actually just be enough to change the outcome of that election. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I wasn't of that train of thought. You know, I my whole 20s, I spent I'm like, Psh, fuck Louisiana. This ain't even my home anyway. And I'm going to say that again, too, for the people in the back. Fuck Louisiana. Anyway, so I don't want to take up too much time. So to summarize, we've all seen a shit storm named Donald Trump. The guy that fucks porn stars, marries women from shithole countries. The guy who grabs pussies, who openly supports sexual predators and pedophiles. The guy who represents everything that the Time's Up, Me Too, and Black Lives Matter movements are against. The guy who recklessly tweets his delusional, inflammatory, and divisive nonsense. There's blood on this man's hand. And I don't mean that like metaphorically. I mean that shit literally. There is blood on Donald Trump's hands. Thoughts and prayers to the families of the worshipers that were killed in the um, Pittsburgh synagogue and all of those who were affected by this most recent tragedy. This is your president. This is my president. Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America. You can call the sky yellow. You can call it green, purple. It does not change the fact that it is blue, most of the time, at least. So I'd like to quote the jacket that Melania wore to go visit the poor little Latino children that were kept in cages away from their families as a result of her husband enforcing an inhumane law that has never previously been enforced. I don't really care. Do you? Well, do you? If you want to help us disable our president, Donald Trump, tomorrow is your opportunity. Get to the polls. Stop fucking complaining. Stop tweeting. Stop talking about it. It all of that shit doesn't do a fucking thing. We need action. Take an hour out of your day. Go to your polling station. Make sure your fucking ID matches your name on your ID matches, too. That's a big thing. Um, you should, you should have known that by now, but, um, if you're in a voting booth and you, you're selecting one candidate and the computer's changing it to another, holler out for a poll worker. Also, even though you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to use a camera inside of a uh, voting booth, videotape that shit. Seriously. Video it, take pictures, do whatever you, you got to do, but then holler out for a poll worker. Do not leave out of that booth and expect to get it rectified after the fact. That is your chance right there. That is that is your opportunity to have your voice heard. So once you leave that that voting booth, it's a wrap. Your vote does not count anymore. I I really hate to say this because it's it's really irresponsible and it's even it's irresponsible of me to even say this. But I'm going to put it out here. If you don't know who to vote for, if you do know that you are against Donald Trump and everything he stands for, but you don't know who to vote for. Vote for the most popular Democrats in your elections. I And again, that's totally irresponsible. And that's not ideally how a candidate you vote for should be selected. But if you just know you're against Trump. And you don't know who the fuck else is running. Just do that, because the more Democrats we get into seats, the more we can fight back into the next presidential election. So you can continue to complain. You can continue to post social media posts, retweet Donald Trump, retweet people talking about Trump, uh, hashtag this, hashtag none of that does shit. Tomorrow is The day, and it's going to be the only day in quite some time that you can actually get out here and take action. Win, lose, or draw. You can be a part of the solution. If you don't get out to the polls, I'm not one of those people that believe, oh, you can't complain. Sure, you can complain because all of this legislation, all these laws and policies, they affect you the same way they affect me or the next person. Sure, you can complain if you didn't vote, but by not voting, you're not being a part of the solution. Again, I am Dan on Drugs. You can find me on Twitter at I am Dan on Drugs. That was the one and only Dan on Drugs from Black Law and Legal Lies coming through the Waking soul to kick
3: some knowledge to the family. I appreciate Dan a lot for like not even just podcasting. They do amazing stuff over at Black Law and Legal Lies. I have, will go on record to say if you don't listen to that podcast, you're missing out. That's one that everyone should listen to regardless of your interest. But outside of that, like just what he does for the community and talking and sharing his knowledge and audio editing and just being open to conversations and everything else. Like Dan is one of the 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 people that me being someone who um, you know, interacts and talks to a lot of people on social media since I started the podcast, Dan is definitely one of the the few that is just amazing and you know me and him have talked about a lot of things we've helped each other with podcasting so was, uh, supremely appreciative of him coming through the awakened soul to, to kick off this episode but we're going to go ahead and transition now into shanice's unpopular opinion we're going to start the intro music for that right about now On the other side of that you will be hearing shanice's voice and her unpopular opinion i'll see you guys after that
2: Hey everybody. So this week's Unpopular Opinion, I'm going to discuss something that's been irritating me. Um, not social media, not celebrity. It's real life and the things that happen with the people around me. Um, so I'm not sure if I've voiced it before, but I have this idea. I, I subscribe to the the idea that if you're in a relationship with someone And you feel the need to look through their phone all the time and follow them and always, you know, put tabs on where they're going and just control their lives because you're afraid they're going to cheat on you. You don't need to be with that person. You don't need to look through someone's phone and then expose them and go, what the fuck is this? Blah, 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 blah. Whether you're male or female, honestly. And then... Continue to do that for the rest of your life, because if that's the case, if you're that insecure or you're that sure of the person you're with mistreating you, you have ample opportunity to leave them. Like you don't have to stay, especially if you guys don't have kids or anything. Like you don't have to stay with the person. It is so sad to me when I just see men and women deal with certain behaviors in their relationships, like. Why, why deal with that when you don't have to? I understand love is very powerful. Trust me. Love makes us do lots of things we don't want to do. And we sometimes confuse things and certain behaviors with what's expected of love. Like because I love them or because they love me, uh, you know, I should, you know, cut off all my friends that they don't like or I know they love me. So I'll just, I just won't go out anymore. You know, we confuse those behaviors with, Love. And that's not true because the person who loves you would trust you. And if they don't trust you, then not only do they not love themselves, but it's impossible for them to love you unconditionally because their condition is as long as, as long as, as long as, and as long as love is not unconditional. It's just, they don't go together. But it's just something that I've been thinking about. So my popular opinion this week is men Women, if you feel the need to control the person you're in a relationship with because of your insecurities or you're just afraid of them cheating on you or leaving you or doing something you don't like, if you operate your relationship that way, you you really should get out of it. It's, it's not it's not good because at one point, let's say you're a man and your woman controls you and she don't want you having female friends. At some point, you're going to keep, you know, after all this time of you giving her what she wants and cutting off everybody, She's going to, she's never going to be pleased and you're never going to try to, going to stop trying to please her. And then at some point you're going to be like, yo, I'm not happy. And you've wasted all this time. And then for women in that situation, you know, if you're that woman or if you're a woman whose man tells them like, I don't want you going out of having male friends and you change your life to a point where you barely recognize it or have no life and outside of that person, you've wasted nothing but time and no one has a backup case of time i mean i don't have it if you got one tell me how i can get one but no one has backup time the last five words i said in those 10 seconds i can't get that back (laughs) like you just i just want everybody to be happy so i mean i get that love is powerful but you know love shouldn't shouldn't come with rules and contingencies and things like that just my opinion why you gotta so insecure, yeah, when I did all I could do, but you'll be wanting more,
1: and why you
2: can't get above my back, and I can take a lot of shit, but I won't take
3: that, This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are
1: the The Hood Hood Geniuses Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on
3: Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod.
2: And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live in the
0: flesh.
3: Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knuck and buck for <laughs> y'all to start
1: listening to us. You know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knuck and buck.
0: Hey, listen, I mean,
2: eventually, you know what I'm saying? Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair or my cane. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I will get to you.
1: Yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe
3: button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgenius.com pod at gmail.com. Thank you. Coming away from the unpopular opinion, I actually have nothing to add. I think Shanice hit the nail on the head there, especially in this time and age. I think there's a lot that a lot of people can get out of that. Really listen to what she had to say in that unpopular opinion. Really take it in, sit back and uh, digest it because she's dropping some knowledge as she does each and every week. But coming off the hills of that unpopular opinion, we're actually going to answer some questions uh, to mix it up a little bit there. And so we will be going into the first question. All right. So the first question that we're going to is relates back to the episode, The Purpose. And this one asks, why the move away from TV, movies and pop culture, as you stated in the episode, The Purpose? What I stated in The Purpose wasn't meaning that we at all won't cover TV and film and of those things. It's just that the focus isn't going to be on that anymore you're going to get that very more few and far between actually next week We'll be discussing the uh, Marvel Netflix universe with the Andrew Bello and kind of the fall of that and and where it looks like that's all going. So we're not getting completely away from that. Um, we still we may do something on the Hate You Give and and things like that. But it's it's just that that's not at all going to like be the sole focus. And part of that is because I truly feel like if you are having a podcast that's based around um, just those type of things, I really feel like it's easy. It's kind of a cheat. Matter of fact, I will go on record to say that if you're podcast is based solely off like pop culture news twitter celebrity stuff and you're not averaging at least a thousand downloads and you're not as good as what you think that's that i mean that may piss off some other podcasts but i really don't care um and what i wanted to do with this platform isn't isn't i don't want to take the low-hanging fruit that's too easy i wanted to get deep and dive into stuff and talk about things that not everyone talks about and if i'm not doing that if i'm not progressing the conversation if you don't get a little fed mentally from the awakened soul then I'm not doing my job. And so it, the, the whole thing with the purpose was that I felt like that was becoming a little bit too much of the focus of the podcast. So we're going to we're, we're You're still going to get it, especially me being as big of a, of a of a Marvel and movie head in general that I am. You're still going to get some of that. Um, it's just not going to be as much as what it was. Um, so that, that's pretty much it there. Um, The next question, being in Columbus, do you find it difficult to net network network? Network with other podcasts. Um, no, not really. Um, I think me being in Columbus, Ohio, again, which people here and still think it's like some small podoc, It's not. It's the twelfth largest city in the country. But um, I've been I I will ride on that horse forever. But uh, being that I'm not from here, that I've lived all over the world, and that my podcast is listened to people by all over the country. Um, that's where like the network networking that that I do on Twitter with other podcasts and the guests that you hear on this podcast, you know, we, 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 I've built a nice little community or circle and it's, I mean, the love is real. That's all I can say. So no, I don't find it difficult being in Columbus at all. If anything, I find it maybe has made it a little easier for me because I don't have the huge podcast community of like a city like New York has um, to kind of stay in that circle. I've always had to reach out and get other guests and then you know fame Bello, uh who i who i started working with um back when i was doing wrestling are in philly and new york and on the east coast so i've i've kind of built connections that way as well as like jb's in florida um uh juju from thousand era podcast he's actually out in in, in california so like and, and being on UML as well so like i i i know i i've, I've networked all over the country. So that really has not been a problem for me at all. The last question that we're going to get to in the segment is merch. Now, this has been the thing that has bothered that has honestly bothered me so much is that I am not on my merch game. Like I should be, I get requests for t-shirts quite oftenly. Uh, shout out to mercy, by the way, who's still waiting on her black t-shirt. I promise in 2019 to do a better job of that, especially with what we're going and what we're, what we're doing. It, it, it should be a little bit easier. So I, I will get better on that, people. And I'm sorry that we haven't had the merch like we probably should have. Um, That's my fault. 2019 is going to be the year that is going to be much better. I promise. I promise. So (laughs) that's it um, for this segment. I I did. I got some questions in, so I wanted to answer those. So we're going to actually now we're going to transition into the Petty News segment from the one and only Scoop Grady. Nobody does it like him um, each and every week. So there you go, Scoop. Uh, You'll be hearing his voice right after this. And as always, you guys will catch me on the other side of that.
0: what is going on everybody we are back with the petty news report i am scoop grady thank you all for tuning in and i got so much great news for y'all martin lawrence confirms bad boys for life is coming to theaters everybody i don't know about y'all i am so excited about this trigger mike strikes again (laughs) y'all it is said to say that the movie will drop january 17 2020 Nah, i'm just excited that they coming out with this now i hope this don't be the last one but you never know i mean martin and will smith is getting old but man i'm just at all right now about this movie because i already know this movie is gonna be crazy next rapper akon says he is seriously considering running for president against trump in 2020 now i don't know if this is gonna work out for uh, akon because you know they got a lot of information on him and i'm just afraid they're gonna bring this out I- yeah, so be careful, Akon. They're going to try to get you out your game, you know. But it's just funny, like... In politics nowadays, you don't even have to have The credentials or anything, you know You could be a straight celebrity and run for president But I really think, like, what's the worst That can happen, I mean, we got Trump in office Hillary running for office, she's a liar You know what I'm saying, Akon has been putting on You know what I'm saying, for a long time So, I mean, if Akon runs for president You know, I'm definitely gonna be Paying attention to it. you know, and see what he does You know what I'm saying, I'm rooting for Akon My biggest thing is, make sure y'all know who y'all Voting for, though, for real, make sure y'all do Y'all homework, don't vote for the same Person, because your homeboy, or your homegirl voted for him. But yes, Akon, good luck, and we'll see what happens. Tyler Perry says it is time to kill Medea. Right? He said, kill Medea. He said, I just don't want to be her age playing her anymore. Um, hmm. Okay, this is my thing. Why you gotta kill Medea though? I mean, why can't she just go back to jail? I ain't got of no popo. Call the popo. Call the popo. No, but I mean, how you gonna try to kill your main character that put you on? Like you've been playing Madea for so long I mean it's stupid to just kill the uh, character now I mean you say you feel old I mean you was old when you was playing Medea for a long time so I mean what's old to you I mean you know what that is I got enough money. I don't have to play a woman no more. But come on, Tyler. I mean, at least kill Joe first before you kill Madea. I mean, Medea been trying to kill Joe for the longest just to get that uh, social security. I mean, at least get rid of Joe first. And last but not least, the petty question of the week. Now last week, the petty question of the week was, how old is too old for a woman to wear a cat suit at a Halloween costume? And 42% said 30s is the end of it. I agree, y'all. When you in your 30s, it's Time to hang the cat suit up. Let it go, please. Halloween just passed. I hope nobody had a cat suit on. I mean, it's time to get creative in this world. But now that we got that out of the way, the petty question of this week is... Now, I know for a fact this question is going to hurt somebody's feelings, and it's going to go like this. If you are on a boat with your mother and your wife or husband, and the ship is sinking, and you only can save one person, who are you going to save? The person you are married to or your mother? Now, I expect everybody to comment on Twitter and please tag me in this because I definitely want to know what y'all answer is. It's a little rough. I will tell y'all my answer on the next show. And that is all we have for today. Thank you all for listening to Awaken Soul and please continue to listen and we are out. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a.
1: Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legalize podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator afro becky most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way we release new episodes every tuesday yo you can find us anywhere podcasts are available or you can find us on social media at black law Podcasts. so check us out or don't hey what sometimes people do like the opposites
3: the main discussion topic for today's episode we will actually be just talking a little bit about the midterm elections and what they mean what's at stake here and why they are important again because of a few things because of this episode dropping a little late and because of just me wanting this to kind of be an educational piece to supplement the voting and we'll have conversations and shake down uh, next week from everything that happened here we're just going to we're going to be giving a lot of facts here and then we're going to move on. So it's a fairly short episode this week, um, but we got a lot planned for you guys next week. But so the midterm elections. Now, what this is for anyone who's unfamiliar, because we do have a lot of young listeners here, is the elections that happen between the president's term. So this is really the first chance that a lot of people are getting to vote according to how that they how they see things uh, going. Um, what's really up for grabs here? So what's at stake so to say is that all thirty four hundred and thirty five seats in the House of Representatives are up for grabs. One third of the seats of the U.S. Senate are up for grab up for grab as well. Now, as far as the House of Representatives, the Democrats need 24 more seats. Um, to take a, a control over the House of Representatives. So they would have control at that point. Um, the Senate is more than likely um, going to stay under Republican control because only 35 of the 100 seats are up for grabs, 26 of which are already held by Democrats. So the Republicans are more than likely to retain their there are 36 state governorships up and three U.S. territory governorships up and many mayorships and other local officials are also up for stake in, in this midterm um, or up for grabs. So to say in this midterm election, why why this is important and why it's, it's like I said, it's important to a vote um, educated and to know what you're going in for and why you're voting the way you are. With the sit- Senate majority, the Democrats will be able to block the cabinet and su- Supreme Court appointments. And with House majority, the Democrats uh, can also hamper uh, Trump's ability or Trump's administration ability to implement Programs and um, you—you'll see conversations going around or or articles saying that uh, they can begin impeachment proceedings against Trump. That's unlikely to happen. Let's make that clear now. I don't want that rhetoric to be out there, at least not from my platform. That oh, if we vote a certain way, we can possibly get Trump impeached. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility. I mean, if we're just going high level here, it's definitely a possibility. Is that likely to happen? No, not as much. So we just I'm not going to speak to that much here in this segment because I just don't want to set that um, as an expectation or that anyone who's hearing this thinks that, okay. This this is what we can do um, or this or that's a goal. It it may be for some or or some may have it set that way. But that's not in my opinion, that's not likely to happen um, with what's currently out there. Not to say that there aren't some things to bring in question to start the impeachment process. Um, I still I just personally I, I don't I don't see that very likely. But for ways that this will affect the presidency, the president and the politics in general, is you definitely have to think that a continued Republican controlled Congress will make will make Trump's the rest of Trump's first term um, continue to go much smoother, um, continue funding for the the wall that he wants to build, and uh, another attempt in the repeal of Obama Obamacare. And then if as far as if the Democrats regain control, you can look at those other two things, just the opposite of that, as well as, you know, opposition to Trump's policies, though, them passing and as well as just overall uh, Republican legislative um, agendas being kind of kind of crushed and and opposition being thrown that way. Um, And then you also have to think that a Democratic majority would gain congressional committee seats um, and they will more than likely investigate Trump already talked about impeachment talked about my 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 questions on if that's actually going to happen but as far as investigation of trump which you know uh, for some people just to hear the investigations are going will be enough um again that's some. Um, and then as far as the statewide races and why those are incredibly important um they're important because uh, in 2021 we'll actually be going through redistricting and what that is is that that is a process in redrawing Of the district boundaries, when a state has more representatives than districts, and that happens every ten years, and I know that that's a thing that not many people may have a a firm understanding of, and I may actually ask Bello if he can come on, um, so we can talk about that. Um, you know, Bello's just a guy I love going to uh, to talk politics. And I know some people have issue with that. But nonetheless, he's a highly intelligent guy and one of my friends. So regardless if we're on a different size of political spectrum, you're always going to get a conversation. I think that that makes it even more better. Um, And we already talked about the fact that the Republicans are more than likely to retain majority in the Senate as only 35 of the 100 seats are up uh, for election. And 26 of those seats are Democratic seats. So that there's not much of a chance. It's very highly unlikely that there's going to be any change as far as power there. And then so now as far as some of the key other issues that are going on um, in in some of these races. So we have while the U.S. economy is booming, let's make sure we say that um, very low unemployment rates with the rising of wages across the country. But tax cuts for corporations have increased the country's deficit by 33 percent. In the last year to eight hundred and ninety five billion dollars. So there that is one of the issues that are going around during this midterm election, uh, of course, as well as immigration being a dif- divisive issue as well, as as we um, we all know, that conversation has been had um, as far as the separating of migrant families and everything. Um, and so there's been a push in hoping that getting younger minority Voters to vote um, against the against the Republicans could take a very big swing in that direction. And Republicans have, have been warning that uh, a Demo- Democrats would more than likely see the um, immigration and customs enforcement officials scrapped, which would lead to weak borders. And. Um, and and that that's a scare tactic to, to kind of get some people to vote for the opposite direction. So, again, if you have strong opinions on the immigration policies and the enforcement, this is another key vote for you um, that you need to pay attention to that will shape how we how the next few years go and as we get ready to roll into the next set of preparing for the presidential election in 2020. So that's just me doing my part and talking about again, this is nowhere uh, as comprehensive as your own research in your own area. So make sure that you're paying attention. Again, the midterm elections are highly important. In some ways, they are more important than the presidential election. So just just stay aware people. I, I can't stress that enough. Um, That's the thing that with The Awakened Soul that we've been talking about. You heard Dan talk about it at the top. I always used to try to steer away from episodes becoming too political. But when it's something this important... I, I'm, I, oh well, you know, at this point, it is what it is. Um, as I said, I know this is a shorter episode this week. Next week, we'll be back full force, um, MCU conversation, MCNU with the, with the Marvel Netflix, as well as, you know, I have, I'm kicking around a pretty deep topic that I'm sure a lot of you guys will, um, Love to talk about or love to hear discussed and talked about. So that will be next week on The Awakened Soul. This has been episode 74, Renegade. I am CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO on Twitter. You can also follow The Awakened Soul Pod, at either The Awakened Soul Pod or Just Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, The Awakened Soul Pod at gmo.com. I look forward to seeing you wonderful and beautiful people next week. Peace. we mm-hmm.